Door Guys Podcast. This is Davis. And Vinny. Sean. Tyler. And today with us, we have special guest, comedian, and the host of No Coast Comedy Club Podcast, Zach Peterson. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Zach. Okay. Thanks Welcome for joining show, us. Zach. Thanks for having me. You wanted to mess that up, Davis. Oh, I was trying to real hard. <laughs> you were ready. <laughs> and that time I wasn't fucking with him like I did with Augie. I didn't say Augie's last name. He freaked out a little bit. Uh, no, I listened to us. I, one of the reasons I was telling these guys I wanted to have you on here is I, I mm-hmm. totally enjoy your, uh, I love the concept and everything of awesome. the No Coast Comedy Club podcast. So. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. It's, uh, I really enjoy doing it. It's, it's, uh, if you're a comic out there, you should definitely listen to that because mm-hmm. um, all the people you interview in the different cities and everything, they give a lot of uh, great advice to up and comers for sure on how to, how to kind of make that your career. Yeah. Well, every place is a little bit different and every, and, uh, especially if you're not in New York or Los Angeles, you have to make your own opportunities in one way or another. You have to book your own shows, book your own tours. And there's, there's no industry around here. There's no industry in, you know, uh, Louisville. There's, so how do you make comedy your life? And it's like, well, you gotta do it yourself. So it's cool to see all the different ways that it's done. It really is. It's awesome to hear, hear all that stuff. How many episodes have you done so far? I think I just released the 11th episode. I think the 12th one yeah. comes out tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the next one is with uh, Cass Smiley from Anchorage, Alaska. Because I went up there to do some comedy, and there's a comedy scene in Alaska. How the hell did you get up in Alaska? I mean, I know we just had some oh, shit. Who is just here that is from Alaska or that does stuff up there? And we were hoping to get him on. Fucking out. I'll, I'll remember his name later. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, he mentioned something about being there. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, there's comedy up in Alaska. So how the hell did you get up there? Oh, there's a, uh, there's a festival called Alaska before you die. Okay. It, it was one of those festivals, right? You know, there, there's a couple kind of different festivals you can go to. There's ones with a bunch of industry. There's one that's there's just like a summer camp. Uh-huh. And that was like a summer camp one. I was like, I don't even care if the shows are any good. <laughs> I get to go to Alaska with a bunch of my friends, you know, and the shows were great to boot. So uh, they, you know, they had buses for us to like go to wilderness stuff, and we went on like a wilderness cruise. And uh, sounds like a summer camp. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and then you know, like awesome. the the bar, the bars like incredible. And there's you know, I'm sober, so I didn't drink or anything. But if I was, that'd be the place to do it. <laughs> you know, what a time! Lots of drinking up there going yeah, on. Legal weed. So ah. It, it was a rad place. I just tried to eat as much seafood as possible, which proved oh, more yeah. difficult than I thought. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. There's no crab legs. So crabs were out of, crab legs are out of season. Oh. Uh, so, but I had. That's where the shit's at. I mean, right? you should be able to get right? the freshest stuff there. Yeah. Let me talk to the deadliest catch folks. Let me like just eat it out of their buckets. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hundred bucks. Throw me a couple of them crabs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it was fine. It was good. It was a good time. So. Yeah, just seeing how like because I, I was I was uh, there. There's so many little like ecosystems of comedy around the country. I mean, and they all have their own little cultures, uh, and I'm familiar with a lot of them. But there's also places I have no idea what comedy is like there. Uh, like I'm interviewing Derek Sheen from Seattle this week, and I love Seattle. I'm a Seahawks fan. And I've gone to Seattle for Seahawks games numerous times, but I don't know shit about the comedy scene there. Like, yeah. what, what does it look like? Like, what do you yeah. do when you're there for comedy? I have no idea. So I'm just trying to gather all the information. As uh, my buddy Sam Talon said, it's like the American hardcore of comedy. 
if you're familiar with that documentary or book where it's like sort of documenting the scenes in each, you know, in each city about like sort of this um, quote unquote movement of, you know, punk rock. But this now is just sort of independent comedy or not even independent comedy, just comedy in general. You know, because when you meet a guy on the road or whatever, it's like, oh, where are you from? Oh, okay, you're from Indy. Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? You right. know, and it's like, oh, cool. Do you do this spot, et cetera, et cetera? And Derek and Sam are the perfect people for those type of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the epic of doing it yourself. Exactly. House shows with Derek. I remember the first time I saw Sam Talent, it was him and the Denver guys. They did a house show. And ninety percent of their profit was just them carrying in bags of weed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and they so yeah. And that was when I was just getting into comedy, where I was still like, weed was special. Like I never got to see it much <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, small yeah. towns. And these four huge dudes come in. They're like, "We got weed," <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they paid for their trip. They were just mm-hmm. staying on couches. I mean, like piss couches and doing comedy for tips and <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, they're uh, yeah. I've known them for a long time and seeing them grow and seeing them like get to the point where they are, especially Sam, what he's doing now, like he's opening up in theaters and everything. So it's just really cool to see how far he's come and know exactly how he did it by writing a book, by working the road over and over and over again for years and years and years. Uh, it's just really cool. And specifically since he was able to get industry attention from Denver, Colorado, which is not mm. exactly an inter- – I mean, it's it's a hot spot for sure for a lot right. of different things, but it's not known for its, uh, you know, its quote-unquote show business uh, right. industry. Right. I mean, it has a, one of the best clubs ever and one of the best comedy scenes in the world, in my opinion. But, yeah, it's hard to get noticed anywhere unless it's New York or Los Angeles. It's still even hard to get noticed there. Right. I've never been up to Washington, Seattle. Furthest west I've ever been uh, really is Denver. I guess Vegas. You know, I flew in there, but I've never been up there. Sean, I know you've gone up to Washington. Have you ever been to any of the comedy stuff up there? Oh, hell yeah. Mariners? Yep. Hell yeah. They're looking good this year. Yeah. Have you ever been to any of the, um, the comic no. scene up there? So, no, I've never gone to any of the shows out there. I know there's the underground. Um, oh, that went away a couple years ago. Oh, did it really? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a few years since right. I've been out there. So. <laughs> But yeah, there there are a bunch of clubs around. But you know, I really wasn't into comedy that much when I first started going out there. So it just wasn't a thing that I did. Mm-hmm. Well, they've had I think uh, if I can remember correctly, Josh Wolf and Joey Diaz were up in that area for a while in Seattle. That's where Josh Wolf got his start for sure. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So I think hmm. they've had a decent scene for a little while up in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. And you're a good one for podcasts like that because. And I like, this is how I, I've been in several smaller scenes, but you've mm. been in several larger scenes. Sure. And then smaller just by touring. So yeah. you just know so many people. Like, you were the first person to talk to me in Chicago, and you didn't even live in Chicago. No, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. came back, and Zach was, I didn't, I think maybe we were just Facebook friends. And you knew I was kind of Midwesty. Yeah. And then you just came up to me, and I was I wanted to hug you because it was like, <laughs> somebody's paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's when I was living in Los Angeles, and yeah, I was and back were- in Chicago, and I just went, I think it was at Shuba's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I was like, oh, you know, I was like, that's, friends are hanging out and doing comedy, so I'm going to go do an open mic and do all that. And I, you know, I, I know him from just around, and I was like, oh, 
you know, and I also know how hard it is to get to Chicago uh, and how hard it is to sort of do that scene or even break into a larger scene because when I was there, I was there because my ex-wife was in graduate school at Northwestern. So I couldn't go home. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to. It (laughs) sucked. But, you know, I I had to be there for a couple years and just deal with it. And uh, I ended up loving it. And I love Chicago. And I'll be back uh, in like two weeks. But uh, I, it's one of my favorite places in the world. But I know how hard it is. I hated it. I hated it so much the first uh, six to eight months. It was terrible, and I hated Los Angeles even more. <laughs> I, I learned how to cry in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I was only there three months. <laughs> but in the first week, I was just, like, crying in the corner off a train. I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Sounds like you needed the last six to eight months in order to make it good. <laughs> oh, God. And nobody in the way, and this is how it is everywhere, mm-hmm. nobody talks because so many people come in and out of a city. Yeah. That nobody's going to give you the time until they know you're going to give it the time. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't give it the time. And I was at, so, I mean, in a month or two, you'll start to get the shitty people will talk to you. Or if you have an exceptionally good night. But otherwise, you're just nobody until you've been there a while. Yeah. So then when somebody's like, hey, man, I know from people in Des Moines and, you know, hey, I'm Zach, you know, Omaha. And like, oh, my God. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> there, there used to be an open mic host, Ty, Tyler Snodgrass. He's uh, he's in, I think, New York now, but he, he, he used to say, all right, uh, you get four minutes, and also, if you've only been here for six months and no one's talking to you, that's how it usually goes. So <laughs> do it. Like, he'd say at the beginning of every open mic, but it's just like, yeah, it sucks, but, you know... It, it's fine because because people like that's their like when you're in a larger city you move to a city for that then that's your whole life that's your driving right. force. There's like you do your job like you go to your job during the day so you can do open mics at night so you can go do shows at night. There's nothing else, you know. And uh, so, you know, it can it can be a bit much when no one talks to you and no <laughs> one is like okay I'm doing this and no one gives a shit like I'm, I'm upward my whole life I don't even have a community to like sort of be on and yeah. It sucks. Luckily, when I was when I would move there, Will Doherty was already there. Uh, Lincoln oh, okay. comic. Yeah, I know Will. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so that's the person I sort of latched onto was him and Goodrich Gavart and Kevin White, which you know doesn't mean anything to anyone. But <laughs> shout out to Goodrich and Kevin, and yeah, Kevin Brody, end up being the guys that did arguments and grievances with. So, are you from Omaha then? Mm-hmm. So, so then you just, I mean, obviously you ended up in Chicago because you said your ex-wife, but yeah. So then ended up in, you know, Alaska and in Seattle and LA and all the stuff. That's just because you just said, decided to say, fuck it. I'm going to go check this scene out. I'm going to go check this scene out. Or did something else draw you there? Oh, well, uh, well, I, uh, like I've always been based in the Midwest besides for 10 months where I lived in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like Every time I've been to a, like, I travel a lot, uh, like the Seattle shit was just for going to see Seahawks games. Nice. Because, because <laughs> I love the Seahawks. I've loved them since, uh, since Steve Largen and Brian Bosworth. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, like that's I, a, that's a diehard fan. Yeah. Is. Yeah. And, uh, some tough years in there. Yeah. yeah well, there now we got rid of Russ. So there's going to be tough, <laughs> tough years coming up here. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm there for it. Um, so, and then Alaska was just a, for a festival. But, you know, when you are on tour and on the road, the people that you know, your touchstones for each place are, you know, people that work at the club or other comics, the people you work with. 
And a lot of the time I go through comics, the book shows, like I'll do an independent show. I'll get a couple hundred bucks and sell some merch and whatever. And, uh, you know, the people that are doing that, that are helping me out are usually other comics. So, you know, you develop this friendship, this relationship, even a business relationship with them. Um, but it becomes more of like a friendship, you know, you're putting your life into their hands and, you know, and a lot of the times they do real good by you. And so therefore you have, they have my undying love. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I have a place to sleep. You're, you feed me and I can do comedy and make some money. Absolutely. This rules. Uh, and so like you just, you know, I, I think when I, when I think of like the quote unquote comedy scene that I belong to, I'm, I think I'm far more of a national comic and I belong to the national comic scene. Not that I'm nationally known cause I'm not. Uh, <laughs> like I'm, You're not I'm, getting booked by name alone. No, no, no. I was like, <laughs> all my credits are like festivals I've done or, you know, like I'm friends with other people, you know? So the comics will know you and then go, Oh yeah, he's, he's done these festivals. That, that means, you know, he yeah. has the chops, but yeah, exactly. everybody else in the room's like, like I don't know, I don't, I don't have any, shit. I don't make TV credits, but but they know from knowing me, from seeing me, from knowing my work that uh, I can like they're not going to lose anything by putting me in front of their crowd, right? You know what I mean? Like they'll promote and they'll know that I can deliver a good show, and I will. Uh, but it's just I'll go anywhere and everywhere that will have me. You know, even like have you done? You did Savage Henry. Nope. Brother, there's a Eureka, California in the Humboldt County in the Green Triangle. Mm-hmm. Like they have a club called Savage Henry and it's the most isolated place I've ever been ever. Uh, so <laughs> I'll go, I'll go wherever you tell me. So how many, how many people were at I'm that bad. show? Oh, that, that was, that was a weekend and we had one really oh. good one and re- one really okay one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun. But it was like, but Chris Durant, the guy who runs it, like, you know, he's doing everything he can to, like, get people to come to this tiny, like, mountain town, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing I always talk about when I go there is that they don't have Lyft. They don't have Uber. Uh, and then, so I was at, stuck at the airport. And I couldn't get to my hotel, which was haunted. Uh, but that, <laughs> that's, that's later. Awesome. Yeah, well. We need I, to get into that in a oh, bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they were like, it's haunted. I'm like, okay, whatever. I've been told that a bunch. <laughs> And then every every night at like two or three in the morning, like there'd be pounding and like alarms going off, and you're like, "Fuck, okay, it's haunted." Now, well, I get it. Now let me sleep. <laughs> now I believe you. Yeah. And then you saw the ghost walking down the hallway. Yeah. God, that was such a. It was so weird. Uh, that was a weird ass hotel. But I got there. I'm like, okay, well, how can I get to my uh, hotel? And he's like, you rent a car. Because I was talking to the rent-a-car guy. I'm like, okay, yeah. how much is that? $200? I'm like, no. Do you have any <laughs> cabs in the city? He's like, we have uh, Jamie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just call Jamie, and he'll pick me up. And it's just in his, like, you know, Saturn his, his old Saturn, so he's like, I invented Uber in 1987. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that was and that was the whole thing. It's like, yeah, cool. This is cool. It's like, here's 20 bucks, Jamie. Thank you. Deliver me to a haunted hotel. How'd you feel about the haunting of the Renwick Mansion? Oh, I don't staying there. I've you know? I've stayed there like four times. Nothing. The only bad thing that's ever happened to me is I got an ear infection from sleeping with my headphones in. <laughs> I, I've, I've done it a few times, but it only stayed once uh-huh. because I think I. But the one time I stayed there, I immediately was on a little bit of an Adderall binge. Uh-huh. 
Uh, <laughs> You're so, seeing ghosts. <laughs> I, I stayed up all night fishing. Got there at like one in the afternoon. Yeah, and then passed on the. And I had some fever dreams, but I could see it. I think it was, but just I was on a fourth floor by myself in the afternoon, and then at night, and then I was just like. I don't know if this is the prescription medications I abuse or the spirits. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Where is that at? Uh, it's in Renwick, or not in Renwick, Davenport. Davenport. Mm. Oh, in Iowa. Big, big haunted river mansion that they do. And this is a good oh, example gotcha. of the shows he's talking about. It's yeah. basically a club. They do several shows a month and in, in the a, in the mansion yeah mm-hmm. oh, in the haunted it's in, mansion it's in the dining room of like what a no seven shit. story mansion yeah something like yeah i mean it's, it's got an enormous amount of rooms yeah it's it's like one of those places that was definitely like built by someone who committed war crimes <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but it's it's really rad and chris who runs it is rad and yeah, it's it's a real fun time to go, especially if you're coming through uh, Davenport. It's a wonderful place because I've done a bunch of uh, tours where it's like, oh, I got to the Remnick Mansion. That means I can take a nap, <laughs> you know, I can shower and all that stuff, and that's really nice. And it's an example of, and this isn't talking shit at all, but it does not pay shit. Like if you're doing, I've never headlined it, but like if you're doing a spot, it doesn't pay shit. But still, he can get anybody good to do it mm-hmm. because they just want it because it's a cool show it's to cool say race, you've yeah. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an example of just somebody setting up something cool that has cool crowds that you're like, yeah, okay, I'll burn a night, stay in this mansion, and, you know, make enough to get a piece of pizza. And maybe you'll get some stories. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. It's, a, it's one of those you just do. And that's what a lot of the cooler rooms are mm-hmm. in the country is place you just do because you want to do yeah yeah and i interviewed chris on my podcast and we talk about that and just how like how fun it is and it's one of those places where you go there and you see great comics you know and we're in a haunted mansion and (laughs) and in iowa and for some reason this is the best night you know it's just (laughs) it's just one of those things where it feels it feels like summer camp you know, I never went to camp, but I assume that's what it feels like (laughs) friends and late nights and yeah you do the canane one there no, I did do Canaan. He did do Canaan. He's at Canaan and uh-huh. oh really? Oh, Kyle, at the ma- oh, Kyle Canaan's been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kostaki. Yeah. How do you say his name? Economopolis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's had several guys that you know. He's had several decent names. Yeah, huh. yeah. There's a good Crazy. amount of folks to come through there. I think Nick Griffin. Really? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Well, I've never heard of this place. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of really like cool hidden gems around like one of my favorite places in the world now to do comedy i just did it a few months ago for the first time was this, there's this place called planet of the tapes in louisville kentucky <laughs> it's uh, that's a great name. okay it's it's literally i'm interested what it looks like is a video rental store with a stage but it, it's ah, a it's really? a bar yeah it's a bar with a stage and uh uh, the guy who runs it, Chris Vitito, is essentially me and him have the same interest, which is like, you know, old school horror movies and, nice. you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, like, on the walls, there's just, like, paintings of, uh, you know, like, Roddy Roddy Piper from They Live. And, nice. Oh, yeah. You know, and all that stuff. And then there's a bar, and then there's – there for I know they shut it down, but for a while there was a, there was a real video store in the corner where you could go rent movies from Oh, the really? Bar. Yeah. Like horror movies and stuff? Yeah. Well, after my after my Friday shows, 
uh, he, he's like, hey, pick something out from the movie store. Let's watch it right now. So we just pulled the screen down and watched uh, Loaded Weapon 1, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon oh, yeah. 1. Nice. Oh, yeah. Just one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time. Great movie. Yeah, and we just watched that in the bar, you know, with, with the whole crowd, the stick around to just a drink. So it's, it's, that was one of my favorite places. And, you know, Louisville has a great comedy scene, and they've been doing some of the larger, like that's where a lot of the larger ideas for the premise shows that come out, like uh, Lately Breakfast is out of there. A lot of the character roasts came out from there, you know, like the nerd roasts and character Andy assassinations. Andy from there, right? Yeah, Andy Fleming. Uh, and they they just, like, they do a lot of interesting stuff, more so than a lot of comedy scenes. Like, they'll have a, they have a monthly mm. show that's just all PowerPoints, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I did it, and it was just, like, incredible. All, like, the amount of work that people put into their, like, you know, their 10 minutes of, comedy that's good yeah so they just just make a powerpoint presentation and read from it or is the jokes on there and they just kind of stand up there as the slides click through whatever whatever you want to do like i did mine on why i like alligator wrestlers (laughs) (laughs) and it it was the dumbest thing possible but it's you know it's it it was just like okay you have 10 minutes and do it with powerpoint let's see what you come up with yeah you know and it's a blast, and I, I I love those kind of shows. And sometimes those are really unique to certain areas. Like like I ran Chicago, I, I ran uh, Arguments and Grievances, which was a uh, which was a debate show, and you know that like that became relatively popular for quite a while. I don't do it anymore because I'm tired of it. <laughs> but <laughs> but like you know that was originally a St. Louis show, and then Kevin O'Brien from St. Louis took it to Denver, and then. Uh, Kevin White and I started it in Chicago, you know, with the blessing of the Denver people and the St. Right. Louis people. So it's, and Kevin uh, White was from St. Louis. So he was, so this is all like sort of all these different scenes that like sort of grew into one thing. And then we had it in Los Angeles for a while. Then we had it in New York for a while. And uh, yeah. Tyler, where did you just did something like that with the debate? Where was that at? Where you were doing the peanut butter thing, where you're on your oh, uh, I think rollerblades. I think it's a direct. Dakota. I think it's a direct knockoff of oh, that. That's fine. It was called. Uh, oh, what was it? Was it something like debate this? Falls, but something? we and I've done arguments and grievances, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure. But it's been a long time. But this was like I got creamy peanut butter, and the other person got chunky peanut butter, mm-hmm. and then we had to you know do three minutes or argue for them. And yeah. isn't that what arguments and grievances essentially? Yeah. yeah, but also like we, it's. I mean, we didn't invent debating. No, you know what I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know that there there was. Uh, uh, remember CISO? That uh, uh-uh. the str- there was a comedy streaming service called CISO, and that then, sounds familiar, but I don't. Yeah. yeah, it was put on by NBC Universal, and we were featured on a pilot for a different show. Uh, that was sent to NBC Universal, and then CISO came out with a show called The Great Debates, which was exactly our show. Oh, oh really? And after that, we were just like, ah, well, I w- we tried to keep the toothpaste in the tube for long enough. It's not, you know, we're not, we don't own this. We can't do anything about it. So. Right. But it was we we toured with that for a while. We did a lot of good festivals, and it was it was fun. That was like the sort of the driving force for me for a good five or six years. But if I'm I've ever done it. a concept show I like, it's related to you. Yeah, like it, m- lots of them, I'm like, because oh, mm-hmm. uh, they're <laughs> not they're ran real half ass, right? But 
you get real serious about weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You run a good weird show, Zach. Yeah. Well, I I mean, it has to be. The thing is, like, when you want, like, with arguments and grievances in any other show, like, Late Late Breakfast is a really good uh, example. I don't know if it's still running. It seems like it runs every once in a while, like, at festivals and everything, but it was in Chicago every uh, month at the hideout, which is an incredible, like, rock club. And they just sort of, like, had little skits that you had to do, and they had, like, little challenges you had to do while doing your open mic set. And the place was packed, and, like, there was a, sh- there was a little thing called Killing It. If you drew Killing It, then the whole crowd had to go ape shit through your entire set. And, <laughs> oh. and, there was, and literally, one of the dudes, Danny Moppin, would run around in spandex screaming during your whole set <laughs> because of, like, how great you were doing. And it, it, stuff like that. But uh, it, when people that you ask to be on the show take it seriously and put effort, it shows. Because we used to have people on, like, oh, yeah, come on. They begged to do the show. And then they wouldn't even prepare. They're like, I thought I'd just wing it. It's like, yeah, that's why you bombed. Yeah. <laughs> See, what's weird is I, with concept shows, and I I am very good at winging it mm-hmm. and making it work because I just don't know how to prepare for them. Sure. So, like, if I have a... Like what I did on that debatables one is I didn't, you know, Cameron had this whole elaborate thing and it was great and they were all great, but I had my rollerblades in the car, I noticed. Yeah. And I didn't tell anybody. I hit them right <laughs> until the deal. And then when they announced my name, I just came zipping through the yeah, people yeah, yeah. and then never mentioned the rollerblades. <laughs> and then I did the whole thing and I did my act essentially wound it in. And then at the end I said, and like, Chunky peanut butter, it makes no fucking sense. That's you know, great. All of this. And just tied it, just things like that. I've, I like to try to find a way to still keep, still run my bits, sort of, or yeah. find a way to, not necessarily my bits, but what I'm about. Exactly. And, and I, then blend that into the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what it, what it should be. But I mean, you've just seen, I just saw so many, I've seen people that can do that, and I've seen people that can't. Uh, but it's the people that like put forth effort. Like we, I, we had like Toby Huss on the show. Uh, Toby Huss, already the strongest man in the world. You remember oh. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like in the rental. Like he's and he was in the new Halloween. You know, but he's yeah. like sort of always been comedy adjacent. And he got up there and he riffed, and it was the it was mustard versus mayonnaise. And he just said mayonnaise those strangest ways for like five minutes. And that was the whole thing. (laughs) And that that same show, I debated Joe DeRosa about, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Freddy Cougar versus Jason Voorhees. And he came prepared with like note cards. You know, Joe DeRosa has been doing it for what, 20 years, you know? And I came with note cards as well because I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> but there's, oh, yeah, and there, there's people that, like, will go full bore. And regardless of how famous they are, like, uh, we had Late Late Breakfast here in Omaha for one festival we were doing, and Bobcat Goldway was on it. Oh, really? And he did Late Late Breakfast where it was called, uh, like, the game he got was, like, the Dick Cheney where he wore a uh, a pheasant on his head and everyone shot rubber bands in his face. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> is this on video somewhere? Can anybody see this? I have pictures on my phone. Oh. I, can, I can try and to find it. That was probably so up his alley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. he loved it. And he got, sure hit, he the, he got hit in the eye. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm shooting fucking rubber bands in one of my favorite comics. Bob Cat Goldthwait. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's just that sort of like that willingness to have fun 
fun, you know, that yeah. would yeah. like to still be silly and still like just go full bore into it. My least favorite kind of comedy is comedy that thinks it's too cool to have fun. And that just bums me out so much because I got into comedy to be a fucking idiot and I'm going <laughs> to keep doing it, <laughs> you know? And I love what I love about that though. And your style, like what I said about your weird shows and things like mm-hmm. that, you take them really seriously. Yeah. Those people that don't, those, there's some people that do concept stuff and weird stuff, but they think that, oh, since this isn't, this isn't comedy or this, this will different. just, they don't put any work into it. Yeah. They just riff it out. They're like, oh, there's this weird thing. It'll work. We're mm-hmm. just having fun. Who cares? It's just roast not, you know. Yeah. But you put all that you would just like if you were having, you know, some legend on it. Yeah. Into a concept show, and it makes it great. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get up on stage, you want to put your best foot forward, you know. I always think that, you know, this is – comedy is supposed to be fun, and there's nothing more fun than having a good set. You know, if you crush, that's a lot better than just being on stage. Like, you can be, you can be <laughs> on the stage. And, yeah, you can be on stage and suck without any work at all. You know? <laughs> I think my first year living around here was when I was on Arguments and Grievances at uh-huh. the Bourbon. Oh, sure. And it was awesome. Yeah. That was Everybody great on, It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was that front room. It was great. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. That was a great show. I think you had Mallory. I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and maybe I was against Patrick. You just had good people on it, and yeah. it was all... It was all very well. And a lot of people put a lot of work into it. When, when they did, it just crushed. Especially because when you come to a, a place where there's a little bit of heightened stakes, where you know that people are sort of performing for the first time, they're, they're, they're like this one idea where they prepared for it, then the crowd's a little bit more excited. You know, if they know you're coming in prepared and they know you're supposed to do a certain thing, then it's, uh, it's a little bit less... Like there's a little bit less of a buzz, but when when it's like improv or you know whatever, or when things can go terribly wrong, then the crowd's a little bit more hyped for it. Was it a lot of work to get those shows put together? I mean, to get the comics and the venue and to you know get the advertisement mm-hmm. out there for it. I mean, I'm sure at first it was difficult to get that, but I mean, sure, even as it got on, I'm sure there were still there had to be you know things that was just a pain in the ass to oh, make it work. One hundred percent. Uh, also we recorded every ep- we recorded every show and put it out as a oh. podcast. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, and so like we traveled around the country with what the Zoom line the Tascam Zoom line six yeah. and then we just put that wherever and then uh, the show would happen. And so we had to produce the podcast. We had to, you know, the, do the bumpers for the podcast, edit the podcast. We had to get people their uh, you know, their matchups, then you had to get them their topics, then make yeah. sure that they, you know, and then do everything the live show has to do. And then you have the host, and then you have the promotion, the booking, and all that stuff. And we do that every month in Chicago, and then sometimes we go on a five- or six-day uh, tour where we go up to Milwaukee, we go over to Indianapolis, we go up to Pittsburgh, you know, all those things, and just runs of, of those shows. And we do arguments and grievances every night. We did one where it was Boston, one Boston, New York, DC, and all that stuff, and it was exhausting. <laughs> it wasn't fun. And then, like by after six years of that, I just became so burnt out because it was really labor intensive. Yeah, I'm sure. And not because I mean, booking shows, promoting shows is hard enough. Yeah, because you're is. doing all that that whole run. You're you guys are doing that yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like booking the venues. That's yeah. That's that is a ton of work, man. And, and then and then you know my own comedy to be on top of that. 
Right. You right. Know? right. Like, so it wasn't it, your only thing. You also had your own set and your own material you were yeah. working on as well. Yeah. And we, we initially had four dudes that were, uh, you know, essentially sharing the work. And then, you know, one moved to LA, one moved to New York, the other one moved to LA, then I moved to LA. And then one guy quit, the other guy quit, you know, and it's like, <laughs> now it's two guys, one's in New York and one's in LA. And, hmm. uh, and those are harder places for live shows to prosper. Because initially we were in the Nerd Melt Theater at Meltdown uh, on the Sunset Boulevard, and that was awesome. But like by the fourth, but we sold it out the first couple times. Yeah. And then by the fourth or fifth time, nothing. Just no one was really? coming. Yeah. Is that because there's so many shows in because of the mm-hmm. scene in Los Angeles? Is yeah. Why, you know, it's just there's different things going on. Yeah. When I when I say, hey, I have. Rory Scoville, Maria Bamford on a show to me and to any other person that's a, a comedy fan, I'm like, holy shit, that's right. going to be incredible. But in LA, you're like, oh, that's a Tuesday. Right. Cause gotcha. that's, that's where they go to just do everything. You know, that's where they live. So it's not a big deal. So it was, it's difficult to like draw people in. And we didn't, we simply didn't have the cachet that we had in Chicago or Denver. Uh, and New York was very difficult because there's, People are so acclimated to having bar shows and stuff like that that you know, the the bar sets a really high standard for what they uh, what they want and what they think they deserve in terms of money and you know attendance and stuff like that. So it's just a lot more hard. I think there's a lot more grace given to people in, in like the Midwest or Chicago. You know, I was like, I want to do a show. And it's like, okay, cool, that would be fun. And then people are sort of in for it for the fun. But there, it's like, ah, I've done this before. I've done this 200 times before. You know, it better be like this. And so it just makes things a little bit harder to do. In Omaha, you can kind of do like, oh, we have the guy that played the janitor on Trailer Park Boys in season three, whatever. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, we can get 40 people to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, go, mm-hmm. let's go see the park maintenance guy from Trailer Park Boys. Well, yeah, there's a whole class of comics like – like me that don't really, I don't have a TV credit. I, you know, I have like credits and that would be, that are impressive to other comics in my position, but that's not, but to average Joe on the street, they could give a single shit, you know? Right. Uh, so, so I, but I know that they're great comics like a, a Mike O'Keefe or a, a Charlie Vergos or something like that, that I can come through and I can throw them on a show uh, you know, and get 30, 40 people there and they can have a great time. The people that see them have a great time and, you know, they enjoy it. But it's, yeah, but you know, the, it's the middle class of comics that can't, <laughs> that, that can't get that next step. Right. You know, I forgot. We did a weird show together recently. We did a brunch show in Kansas City. That's right. At 1 p.m. in a bar. Oh, wow. A brunch mm-hmm. show? Mockingbird Lounge. Yep. It was, was it on like a Sunday then, <laughs> or just like yeah, Saturday. Saturday? It was a Saturday. It was full on mimosas and white ladies. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it was, was there it a was theme fun, to it, or was that. it just it happened to be at that time at that place and well, it, hot waffle? Yeah, hot <laughs> waffle <laughs> was the theme. <laughs> That's what the show's called is hot yeah. waffle. It's oh, okay. A, it's a reoccurring show, run by Ty Clay and Aaron Naylor down in. Uh, Kansas City, and it's fine, but the f- table right in the front, we're not there for the show. Uh. The rest, the rest of the place was, but Tyler got the worst of it because it was them trying to leave. And then once they <laughs> left, my set went fine. But it was like they're paying I, their tabs and all. I, that. I they were there for brunch. I at <laughs> yeah, one yeah, point yeah. said, I at one point go, 
I am very good at ignoring your table. <laughs> and, and then a second later, I was like, I'm terrible at ignoring your table. <laughs> like, shut, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the comics, the people that are there to watch him loved him, but that table was just awful. And to then, the point where you would say something, there'd be a girl in the back be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like other people yeah, were yeah, wanting yeah. them to shut the fuck up. And yeah. then, and when the show got over, the table in the back is like, hey, I'm from Harrison County, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it's like me too. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. We talked f- people from up here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because I'm, I'm from Harrison County. I'm from a small town in Harrison County. Okay. And he's from the Lois Hills part, so it's like small town Omaha folks. T- small town Iowa. Yeah. On hot waffle. <laughs> <laughs> It totally sounds like a sex position or something. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> you into the hot waffle this weekend, babe? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> went to the hot waffle on Saturday? The night before uh, at the Bird Comedy Theater, I did a show called Hot Nuts. No way. <laughs> yeah. It was a hot weekend for you. Yeah, it was. Well, that one was a, a show where you ate a handful of nuts mixed with peppers. Oh. That was like hot ones. And I literally thought I was going to die. <laughs> I, I, like I had hallucinations. It was bad. Oh, wow. But yeah. I have video of that one. And that was just me sort of gasping for my life. <laughs> it was like, uh, and then, then, then you had to draw uh, joke premises from a hat and then do those. So like you had to like improv at the same time your mouth was burning. Oh. Yeah, Sean, you could have eaten the the hot nuts. You, you got oh, no problem with that stuff. Oh, I, yeah, I eat your nuts all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty hot. Oh yeah, I did the thing with Nate Perugio with the last Barley Street open mic. We did the one chip that, yeah. challenge. Oh yeah, and the uh, he's always eating hot stuff. You have to wear a like. you have to wear a glove to eat like they come Wait, with what? a glove, mm-hmm. like, just to touch it. Yeah, just to touch the chip, you have to wear. Just get a glove. in your pores and start burning the fuck out of your. Oh hand. yeah. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. we ate the chip and then and they put it in their fucking mouth. He did a set and I think I just like introed him or something. But oh my god, it was awful. <laughs> when did that and stop burning? Nate, and you guys know Nate. He's got his. He told me the next time he's like, "Hey man, I tried to do the two chip challenge." And I was like, <laughs> "He's like same as the one chip, just two at the same time." <laughs> he said he. Had, he said he about went to the hospital. He yeah. said the whole way home, he was like, and he handles it. Yeah. Because he uses words like after he ate the chip, he did his whole set, and he goes, yeah, I no-sold mine. Like, acted like it wasn't hot as no-selling it in the hot game business. Oh, okay. And, yeah. So I'm, he, I'm not up on my hot game uh, terminology. Yeah, so he you know, don't know the culture? He no, knows I'm not. Game he no-sold it. It didn't bother him. But then he said when he did the two, he just kept pulling over and thinking he should call an ambulance. <laughs> wow. I was like, holy shit. It's really zero to 60. Yeah. He did a clash here once where he ate one of his peppers he yeah. grew. Yeah. I was not on that one. I, yeah, I did. I, I was either judging or I was doing sound for that one. And I do remember that because then I found out that he does that. Uh, maybe not all the time, but he does that shit a lot where he eats something hot and then tells his jokes. Which he, I noticed something about him. Once he got off probation and could do drugs again, he 
He quit. I think he was kind of doing the hot stuff. To hallucinate. It, oh. it, was, it was like his high. His you know, high. You get, you get that yeah. head rush of that crazy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can smoke weed again, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can't drug test me for near-death experiences. <laughs> like, that was his excitement. Like, nah, just give me a pocky. There's no, there's no Carolina Reaper test. Mm-hmm. Were the hot nuts nuts they made hot themselves, or was it an actual brand of... It was... Nuts they made hot themselves from something they Ooh. grew. Oh, geez. It was like that the, sounds worse. Like an Indonesian scorpion pepper or something like uh, that. Like I don't know anything about that. You, mil- <laughs> you get milk Sean on knows. stage. Yeah, I I got I got milk and I also brought my own uh Pepto Bismol. That's a good move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the weirdest set you've ever done? My like, weirdest? You've listed quite a few, but I mean what would you <laughs> What would you say tops your just weirdest place, situation, <laughs> what? Did a, a rooftop, an illegal rooftop in D.C. overlooking the Capitol was pretty neat. But it started raining, so we all had to jump inside. Why was it illegal? Yeah, illegal rooftop? It, oh, it was just a rooftop that no one's supposed to be on. Oh, but gotcha, they, had, gotcha. they had a ladder from a window. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, eh, we're all drunk on, on top of the roof. Now time to climb a ladder. Uh, <laughs> Uh, geez, there's been a lot. Um, I did an old dog fighting ring, uh, in Lawrence, Kansas. There was a bar oh, that shit. was like an old no dog shit. fighting place. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the wow. dogs weren't there. Well, <laughs> good. <laughs> that that would have been a little dangerous. Just the graves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the ghosts. Yeah, it was. Or it was, it was either that or cockfighting. Either way, it's. Yeah, you're worried about haunted places and you're, <laughs> you're playing ancient dog fighting grounds. Uh, or cockfighting. I watched a podcast about werewolves in a funeral home <laughs> uh, in Trinidad, Colorado. Jeez. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of them. Um, one of the, I can tell you one of the worst ever. There was this club in uh, Michigan, Sagatuck, Michigan. And the club itself was fine. You know, I've done that club probably three or four times, but it was always in the basement, in the dark, closed basement. And this time they go, ah, basement's flooded. We have to do it upstairs. I was like, okay. (laughs) And so it was completely light out because it was all windows. And right outside the other window was a live band. Oh. And And I, I literally had such a bad set. I walked up, asked to got paid, and left before the headliner went on, knowing they would never book me again. (laughs) And I have not been back. So, um, but as for weird ones, I don't know. This this was always sort of like what I did because when I was younger and I was like 18, 19 through my early twenties, I was in punk rock bands and this is what essentially we'd play wherever, whenever and sleep on floors. And we would tour all summer and get into a lot of trouble. So this was essentially just what I've always done, you know, ever since I was in my twenties and now I just, it's just me alone, <laughs> you know, and it's a, it's a little bit better than uh, than actually going on tour with punk rock bands. But so you're in bands like Omaha bands or used to be back, way back in the early 2000s. Like, w- which ones? Uh, I was in a band called uh, uh, Robots Don't Cry was the was the big one that okay. was uh, that we toured a bunch. Um, that is a fact. Robots do not cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of those like art rock hardcore bands with 13 minute songs with inner. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we were very important. Kind of like Tool. Yeah. <laughs> we were like the tool of the genre that no one cares about. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were, uh, 
my favorite my favorite thing anyone ever said about Tool was uh, it's Juggalo Radiohead, which oh, is that's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, this is, I, I love talking shit about Tool. Uh, also, <laughs> I was in a band called uh, Dead Tooth. Which was a, a hardcore. That's a great name. That hardcore great thrash name. punk band. <laughs> uh, nice. I love that name. <laughs> that makes me think of the episode of Always Sunny, the Dead Tooth Girl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the lead singer of the band had a dead tooth in front. Oh nice. nice. So it was sort of like making fun of him a little bit. <laughs> but it was it was fun. Yeah. So uh, Hot Nuts wasn't shit for a weird name or Hot Waffle. Mm-hmm. Nah, we nah. got dead tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Featherstone was another short-lived band. Um, so did you guys do like Sokol and Ranch Bowl and all that? We did Ranch shit? Bowl. Yeah, the, uh, the, the uh, what is it? Uh, the Robot Stone Cry did Ranch Bowl a couple times. And nice. Opened up for like Planes Mistaken for Stars and stuff like that. Just real niche crap that. <laughs> that you know, some people that have too many records would care about, and uh, that's about it. Was the people that shop at Homer's? Oh yeah, well, people. I mean, Homer's would be too too commercial for them. Oh, geez, yeah. kind of what I was. Yeah, yeah. It's just people that. Yeah, I was one of those people for the longest time. You know, because it takes until your thirties to get your head out of your ass sometimes. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like you know, oh, short run presses, handmade graphics. I'm in. <laughs> 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 I, I knew people that would only listen to music on CDRs. It's like, oh, you got a real pressing plant for your music? No, thank you. It's like, all right. I had to say CDR etched on the front. And yeah. That, that reminds me of like how Sam Talent does mm-hmm. his merch. Like I remember him getting Walmart shirts and stenciling out like his shirts right before a show to sell. <laughs> yeah. And Dan Alton. Yeah. I. Uh, Weird merch, like, <laughs> but in a good, I'm saying this in a loving way, but like just homemade stuff. Yeah. Like he had a zine that was like notebook papers and just anything to sell you. He's another, <laughs> they just on their own. He's another Louisville guy. That's yeah. And when you were saying that, when you were saying Louisville was like that, mm. I thought of Dan Alton immediately and I was like, that makes sense. Cause yeah. I mean, he's just that eccentric and do it any way you can. I was and funny. Yeah, I was I was uh, in Louisville with Ian Abramson, and we did a, a show at a place called the Dog and Mouse House, which is just <laughs> a, a house, right? And they their basement has chairs set up, and when you're doing the show, the whole crowd is just smoking weed right at you. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay then. Yeah. Oh, and the, somebody's basement. And another really uh, weird show. There used to be a place in Colorado Springs called the Dab Lounge that you would do shows. And what it is, is a dab club where you get a membership and then you go in there and you buy rigs. You can't, they can't sell weed, but they can sell you the rental of the rig or the lighter or whatever. So people just ripping dabs and smoking weed and everyone there, it was like just everyone's so high, (laughs) so high. And if you've, have you've ever done, try to do comedy for the highest people on earth, and they do not understand what's going on. <laughs> they cannot follow. <laughs> so, see, and I've done like the opposite, like the farm indie. 
Oh yeah. Like I've done a machine shed where there's a cherry picker behind us mm-hmm. for an you know, there's an engine on the hoist <laughs> directly behind the stage and there's sawdust on the floor so people can spit. <laughs> and then they're cooking uh, nuts, Rocky Mountain oyster fry. Oh. Like I've done like the and I have done some weird shows but not I don't know if I always get invited to those, but I do like the farm indie stuff, like things like that, where it's like real weird places, but it's just mm-hmm. like real seat of the earth type. But I like those crowds. Like People don't think that about me so much, but I love indie crowds. I think you do. Fine I love there. the yeah. weird. Yeah, that's some of my favorite shows have been for really smart indie you know stuff like that shane moss opening for shane moss Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. the greatest time i've ever had and he's weird yeah oh yeah he's real weird oh yeah yeah. man his shows are so i followed a lady talking about racism and collectibles and dolls (laughs) (laughs) that's right up your alley dude yeah right yeah (laughs) their talk was in that and then i went up and was like oh donkeys (laughs) that's that's awesome i mean but but that's that's the thing like you're you're unique and like in the fucking in the shows the weirds i love the weirdos i mean like you go to these shows and there's this i saw a guy who I did a show with, I forget where I was at, but he seriously took off his shoe and was like, hello, and then just passed it around the thing go, it's for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, like that's, those are the best I, shows where people are just out of their fucking I, mind. I love people like that, too. Mm-hmm. The heart. I went to uh, Barley Street. It was a long time ago uh, just to check it out and watch, and there was a guy that I met there, and I don't know if he had been on stage or not, but he was hanging around some of the comics, and he had a Denver Broncos jersey on. He was from Africa, but he kept telling me his name was John Denver the whole entire <laughs> night, and everyone else around. It's <laughs> like, I like this guy. Yeah, it's like the Denver. weirdos, too. Love the weirdos. <laughs> the hardest I ever laughed when I was in Chicago was – I went to the Laugh Factory open mic, mm-hmm. and they had like a 75-year-old dude show up to do comedy for Hell his yeah. first time. And oh. his name was like Skippy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, nickname. <laughs> and he went on stage, and I've never laughed so hard my whole life, and nobody was laughing. <laughs> but it was right when the Tide Pod thing happened. Uh-huh. And he gets up there, and he's doing this whole, you know, back in my day and all that. And he's like, can you believe these crazy kids eating their Tide Pods? Isn't that nuts? And then he pulls a bag of Tide Pods out. <laughs> and he goes, you guys want to see me eat a Tide Pod? And everybody's like, uh. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, You're like yeah. so jacked up. <laughs> and you can tell he's messing with something. He's got something rigged up. And he puts the Tide Pod to his mouth. And then he steps back, and I'm not shitting you, pulls like one and a half miles of ribbon out of his throat. (laughs) 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 And I just was scream laughing. (laughs) Like, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen to this day. And then he just gets it all the ground, looks, there's kind of like some, (laughs) and he's like, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. There was a show at the Laugh Factory. It was at uh, Gallery Cabaret in Chicago for a while, but it was called 42 by 42, which was 42 comics doing 42 seconds a piece. Oh, wow. And that's where you mm. saw everyone just go bananas with like the strangest shit. And that was always the most fun. And that's what that reminded me of. 
42 seconds. Damn, you barely get to say, I mean, you get a line out and it's. Yeah, it's one joke and usually it's a joke that you could never do anywhere else. Gotcha. Uh, And like dead gay baby jokes. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) if you wanted to, but it was a stuff like Tyler Jackson did that where he just like, you know, like pulled a bunch of shit out of his mouth and all that. Yeah. Chicago was great for weirdos. My favorite show, my favorite place for shows there was Gallery Cabaret. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of somebody had one where they would pull your name and you would get 42 seconds. Yeah, the two hour comedy. I think hour. that might have been Andy Fleming. Mm-hmm. Show. Andy Fleming. And I don't even know who ran it after that because it used to be Andy Fleming and Katie McVeigh. And the only show I did while I was there was I, the one with it was Natalie. Cupcake Cabaret. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those people are so, and you could be weird there. They yeah. loved me because I was, you know, they were like, yes, we mm-hmm. like, you know. That was a great room. I like I like that place. Yeah. And you could get Jameson and the Hams for like three bucks. And old Johnny. That was the place you could afford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jameson and Hams were the same. That was price. a Chicago thing. No, you got a shot of JMO and a Hams for like oh, five gotcha, bucks. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It, it's called the Chicago <laughs> handshake. Or, or is oh, that- okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I didn't know that. I like that mm-hmm. more now. Chicago handshake. Yeah, where it's just you get drunk all the time. That's why, that's why, that's why Chicago is great for comedy because everyone's drunk forever. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So much weird stuff. Like, I, I uh, there used to be a. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he censored himself. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't, I, I just feel like it's if uh, I go and say the things I want to say, I feel like I'm picking on the guy and I want to do that. So, um, there. This is really fun because we usually talk to like, and I'm of that route of comedy where it's just any route. If you have a place I can perform, but a lot of the people we talk to took a very traditional route. Right. Right. Through the clubs and through that. I'm like, I like this because. This just comedy has so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the best shows are the fucking weirdest. Like yeah. So they're my f- most favorite ones are where just insane shit happens. I did a show. Train wrecks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I did a show in a receiving dock in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, while Sam Talent was getting tattooed on stage <laughs> at the uh, Burning Bridges Comedy Festival the first year. Yeah, but and you know who Sam Talent opens for now in uh-uh. theaters? Uh, Tim Dillon. Yes. Oh, he was that's here. right. Yep. And that was maybe one of the hardest <laughs> I've laughed this year is that Tim Dillon, Dillon. show. Mm-hmm. When he told everybody to band together so we can kill and eat Warren Buffett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had them going, too. They were all riled up. I know, right? So were you, uh, when you were early on in the, in your bands, were you doing comedy simultaneously with that? No, that was afterwards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like, cause after that, cause I always was like the singer in the band and when I wasn't, I would play bass, but for like thrash punk bands, which is seriously like three chords, like da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. And, and after like the bands ended, I realized I really didn't have any talent uh, you know, like, <laughs> like, I mean, I was in Hartman, so I was screaming. It's not like I could right. sing, you know, and, and anyone can scream. So I was just sort of at home and I was like, started making like weird electronic music. And I was like, I hate this. And then I just sort of fell in with some folks that started making comedy stuff. And then I saw people doing stand up and I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And then I did it a couple of times. Like, I actually really like this. And then all that energy that I had from being in bands and touring in bands and, you know, doing all that stuff, 
I sort of transferred it to comedy because I didn't have anything else, you know, to do yeah. besides yeah. just do comedy. And I sort of, I took the same mindset because back then it was like you practice twice a week with everyone. But the hard thing about a band is like there's five people in it. It has to have five people schedules and five people have to get right. along. But with one person, I could go as hard as I want to. And I went hard for the first 10 years, <laughs> like ridiculous, you know, like I, it was my whole life for about the first 10 years. And now like the last few years has just been like real chill and sort of coasting off the fruits of my labor. So nice. It's, it's nice now. Would that be like the original okay party guys that you started with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I Cause just, you're a founding member of okay party right? back okay. in the day. Yeah. What? Thir- fif- 14 years ago now. Yeah, well, I just remember when I started, uh-huh. I think that was all, like, I started in the last couple of years of Crom, I think. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Omaha had kind of a pretty big heyday of indie, didn't they? They did. They did. It was... I uh, don't know a lot about on. it, but I like hearing What's about okay, it. What's OK Party? It was, like, sort of, like, Nick Allen was was one of the founding members, and then uh, me, and then uh, Casey Crawford was in it, who is, who's now done JFL. And uh, has done Kimmel, I think. And a guy named Ian sort of ran all the business sides of it. And, uh, yeah, like for four or five years there, they were just bringing people to town. And, you know, we got to know a lot of people. And it was a lot of just like bring, like we brought Doug Benson in. We brought uh, Rob Delaney. And just sort of getting the uh, business side of comedy. And then, you know, we also went our separate ways, like, couple years after I moved away to Chicago, everyone else moved to Denver and it was like, that's where it disbanded, you know, at those last few years, I didn't have anything to do with it really. Cause I was in Chicago. So yeah. Not Nick. Nick stayed here. Yeah. Nick stayed here. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a turbulent time. The let's uh, in Omaha comedy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of things I want. I'll just talk about it now on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of Nick, uh, I have two things. One, uh-huh. so Nick uh, Allen, he's got his own uh, headlining show coming up here mm-hmm. uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, so you were nice enough to lend him his uh, your audio equipment to record yeah. that, uh, which you know I thought was really cool. And, and Nick's like, he, he called me like a month and a half ago. He's like, hey, uh, can you, are you going to be at my show? And I was like, yeah, I'm probably working. I think it's a Thursday. He's like, all right, well, uh, this guy is, I don't know if you know him, Zach Peterson. I was like, yeah, I know Zach. He's like, oh, he's got this equipment and I don't know if I'll be able to run it. Do you think you can meet him up there sometime to figure out how to run it? I'm yeah. like, I, it can't be that difficult. And he's like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you came up with that thing and I was like, oh yeah, I fucking, you know, right. a lot of people have this. This is no big deal. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you mentioned that, uh, you were going to be, cause he's trying to figure out how to get it back to you. And you said, you're like, oh, well, I'm gone the whole month of May. Yeah. Like, so uh, what do you do? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you're, you're out traveling, but mm-hmm. I mean, what do you have coming up that you're gone the entire month of May? I was like, holy shit. What I usually do is I have like sort of cornerstone bookings where like I'll have like I'll be headlining or featuring at a club any place in the United States. Right. right. Like Austin or uh, Pittsburgh or wherever. And then I'll book things to and from. Okay. So the travel itself is making money instead of taking away money. And so instead of doing one day of travel and one day back, it's uh, I do a week there and then a week back with that thing in the middle that guarantees me this will be a profitable trip. This one, uh, there are two sort of anchors. The first one I'm doing uh, the first year of this or second year of this this festival called the Rubber City Comedy Festival in uh, Akron, Ohio. It's with the Funny Stop, which uh, apparently I can work there after this. So 
<laughs> but then like, you know, and then I'm like going to Pittsburgh. I'm going, I'm doing a couple of days in Chicago. Uh, I'm doing uh, Indy. I'm doing uh, Asheville, North Carolina, Pittsburgh. I don't know if I just said that. Um, you know, just all around. And then I'm sure there's more. Oh, Ann Arbor. I'm going to feature for Zach Martina up there. Uh, oh, he's, yeah, he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. He's been up here uh, featuring a couple times. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, that name's familiar. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I told him, like, because ah, we were going to record a uh, podcast together, but you have the the machine that I recorded on, but he also yeah. has one, so it's like, well, we'll just do it with mine. Like, oh, okay, oh, cool. Okay, good. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have him on the podcast. And then at the end of the month, I'm doing a TED Talk at the University of Indiana. Really? Uh, yeah. About what? About mental health. Oh, About oh, my really? own mental health and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was in Bloomington uh, back in October – doing a show with my buddy Madelano Martin who who helps run the uh the Limestone Comedy Festival as far as I'm concerned the best festival in the country and he uh and there's this person there that runs TED Talks uh for the University of Indiana and I have my bits about uh not drinking because of my psych meds mm -hmm. they're like oh okay like you know, let's. I'd like to hear more about your mental health and stuff. And I talked to them for a little bit, and they're like, "We think you'd be a good fit for TED Talks." And now I have, I have a TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it should be fun. And do, they, do they pay you for those TED Talks? No. Are you getting so it's all no. just? To yeah, I mean, they can put you up in hotels and they can feed you, but they can't give you money because I don't know. It's like a nonprofit thing or whatever. Gotcha. I don't, I don't understand, but it's like whatever. I know like millions of people look at those videos, and oh yeah, I don't know if it's oh, it's yeah, not a good comedy credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this guy, this next guy, gave a TED talk. And he, I'm just he went like, there and he, he did a boring talk. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Good. And then like, and then my first joke on my sets about cum. So it's like, <laughs> you're not getting smart comedy. <laughs> well, I feel like that's kind of bullshit. Universities uh, say they're nonprofit, but they uh, they make lots and lots of fucking yeah, money. I have, <laughs> no, I have no idea why they can't, but they said they can't. So I'm like, whatever. You know, this hopefully opens doors. Or right. Whatever, but right. You know, so, like they don't pay Rodney Mullen and like the big people they have mm -mm. TED Talks. Mm -mm. Uh, not, not to my knowledge, the, the craziest. I don't know why Rodney Mullen. I consider him a big person, <laughs> but also what a pole! <laughs> like, oh, you know the flat uh, flatland skateboarder Rodney Mullen. <laughs> yeah. I went through a phase. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a phase for a little bit. <laughs> he, he had that name tucked back there. He's yeah. waiting to pull it out. Uh, but yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny when they were introducing us to each other because they were just like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, you know, is inventing new ways to deal with pain. This guy is a, uh, you know, is an esteemed professor at Cornell. This person is, uh, you know, a recent refugee of a war. And then and it's like, and this guy is a comedian from Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> I feel stupid. <laughs> Hey, you know, we've seen a lot of comics come through here, and there's a lot of mentally unstable comics. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, the comic world definitely fits in with the mental health uh, mm -hmm. subject matter, <laughs> for sure. They'll see how deep you are when you get into caves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I've prepared this thing for a long time, but here's my cave joke, and here's my joke about the jerk-off email. <laughs> Well, yeah, hopefully you can get, uh, you know, an invite to come back and actually do a show there because someone we just had on the podcast, I remember recently, said they did lots of 
uh, you know, college shows and that they got mm-hmm. paid a lot of money yeah. from those college shows. I, I auditioned for college shows once uh, because there's, there's NACA and there's APCA, which are the two, like, big bookers. Uh, NACA does, like, the big state universities. APCA does, like, uh, you know. Community colleges? Yeah, community colleges, trade colleges, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, Minnesota School of Ladders. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I did, I did I, I, what do you call it? I, I showcased for APCA, and it costs, like, $1,500 just to get, like, just to showcase for him. Wow. Yeah, and I, and I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. If I really want to do it, I got to do it. I pulled the money together, and I did it. And then I booked zero things. <laughs> and it was like, that was a big waste of time. And I talked to, I think it was Irene, too, uh, about about that. And there was like, yeah, don't ever do those without an agent, without you. You know, ah. you want to put up the money yourself because there's there's college agents that do all that for you and then they'll book you out and you don't have to be your own representative because I went in there and I did an agent's job, I did my job, I did all that stuff and I didn't book anything, you know, but I, I, I saw it as one of those things where it's like, if I'm not trying hard, I'm not, if I'm not trying my hardest, I'm not trying hard enough. So I tried and <laughs> did not work. <laughs> <laughs> I could have had whole year of internet service that apka guy talked at the world series oh yeah it was one of the industry guys there yeah did he say it's apka baby yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was a sweetheart i enjoyed him because he was very nice I didn't have a good time on stage he goes man that was really funny and i was like okay good thanks like no i don't know because it was i i've showcased at noon on like a tuesday at a banquet hall full of like you know college kids and, uh, and it was just like, this is not the best time for comedy. But, you know, you live and learn. So, Zach, uh, you're, uh, let's uh, tell everybody again about your podcast. What's the name of it? And where can they find it? No Coast Comedy Club. It's okay. on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and at brokenmagic.com. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you can follow it on Twitter, uh, No Coast Pod. And then just follow all the Broken Magic stuff. Broken Magic Comedy. Comedy Broken on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's like all the crap I produce here. Tell um, us what your personal website is. My personal website is museumofuglyfathers.com. <laughs> that's great. That's fucking great. That's a great yeah. web address. I, <laughs> it's on my merch and no one knows why. And I was like, is this fucking weird? Can I go to this website? And I was like, yeah, it's not like the dark web or anything. Go check it out. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I, uh, when I got it designed, my friend Meredith, in Chicago, I was like, I want it to look like a 1990s angel fire page for a terrible metal band. <laughs> and that's exactly what it looks like. Awesome. <laughs> so that's real. That's where all my dates to, are. I'll have to go check that out. Mm. And yeah. uh, those, you said that uh, when you were doing the debates that you recorded that as a podcast, is that stuff still available? Can anybody it go might, find that? It might be. I'm, I'm there, I know there's some on YouTube. I definitely uploaded the one with me, Joe DeRosa, put on my website. Uh, but... Uh, there's, there's plenty of, there were some really good ones. There were some really funny ones in there. I hope they didn't get lost to the, to the sands of time, but yeah. it's, uh, that was arguments and grievances. And I think it's still up. I think it's still up on Apple podcasts. Okay. I can't be a hundred percent sure. Cause I stopped paying for it a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and if someone is, I'm sorry. I think it may be Annie Russell. Sorry, <laughs> Annie. <laughs> if you're still paying for it. <laughs> But those, but they're, they're they're a lot of fun. Not not all the episodes are. Yeah. But there's a lot. The but the people that really tried, 
and the and there's some big names on there that just kill it and there's some really fun ones anyone with bobby buds is hilarious because he's a psychopath <laughs> Bobby Buds. Bobby, Bobby Buds. Buds. Yeah. Was that like his stage name or is you that his would, real name? You would love Bobby Buds' comedy. Ro- Robert Euler <laughs> is his full name. Yeah, he he was he's back in Chicago. He was back in Austin for a while. He did some uh he did some guest spots when I was down there. But yeah, he's he's a madman. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had this guy named Joe Fernandez bring his dad up on stage and yell at him. <laughs> his that, dad yelled at him? No, no, he yelled at his dad, dad for making him bald. <laughs> <laughs> was that like his whole set was just the because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bald versus fat and he was on the ah. side of uh you know he'd rather be fat than bald so. <laughs> that's funny it was a good time davis you got any more questions i don't i got to uh I get to, rolling uh, some stuff down over there so i didn't know oh no i, I I'm taking notes during the show now because we're so many episodes ahead that uh, by the time we post this in about three weeks, oh, I need to know uh, what to put it about. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I like listening to you guys, but I don't like listening to myself. I'm still, you know, weird about that. <laughs> What's weirdo. your hat say? Uh, Davis Erection. It's a company. You around ever seen here. that around town? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I had one that said Zach Erection, I would wear that. <laughs> wear nothing but that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to wear a hat with your erection on it. Give me my erection. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank Zach for being here and yeah, uh, super appreciate it. It's been fun. Glad we got you before you headed out on your uh, month your uh, month long May tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Museum of Ugly Fathers for dates. That's right. This guy's the hardest working guy around. I feel like. <laughs> Make, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you check us out, Door Guys Pod uh, at yahoo.com. Send us some emails. We I was looking and we didn't have any. We haven't had any for a while. I don't know if our, our regular emailers have uh, gotten busy or they're tired of our bullshit or. Uh, we might have read shit they told us not to read one time. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't me. Don's fishing. <laughs> well, Don's got to listen to something while he's fishing. God damn it. You mentioned his name. I was trying to go like four episodes without mentioning Don's name. <laughs> his ears are tingling. Yeah, he weasels his way in every time. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Check it out. Uh, share, subscribe. Tell all your friends to subscribe. Even if you don't listen. Uh, just get on that YouTube and subscribe for us and that way. And if you do care, then it'll let you know when, uh, we'll, we're putting out a new episode. Even if you want to listen on Spotify, still subscribe to YouTube cause it'll push and say, Hey, there's a new episode out there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.